This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Tonight I want to start with Acts 10 and start with verse 34. Um, this is talking about the ministry of Jesus, actually, uh, talking about what he did as he went about uh, and, and preached to the people before he went to heaven. Uh, in verse 34, it says, Peter opened his mouth. He said, in a truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. So what he does for one, he'll do for everybody. There's not any, any partiality in him. It's for everyone, for all. It says, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word you know which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism uh, with uh, the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So we have a, just a full picture of uh, the will of God for healing here. Jesus preached peace and of course and he preached it everywhere he went because that's what this scripture says. And then, you know, of course, when Jesus went to heaven, the disciples took over his ministry and began to do the same thing. They preached they pe preach peace everywhere. Peace is a very, very rich word. It actually means uh, well-being, perfect well-being, soundness and wholeness, and uh, a place of rest. So this is what Jesus was preaching to the people, that... I have perfect well-being for you, wholeness and completeness, a place of rest. And that wholeness and the completeness, the perfect well-being is for spirit, soul, and body. So if there's a you know, spiritual uh, situation that you need peace and life, that's from the Lord. He will minister that to you. If it's a soulish thing with uh, mental uh, uh, problems or, or heart issues that your heart has been broken or you, need, you have wounds, if you need some kind of restoration for your soulish realm, which is your, which your mind, your emotions, and your intellect, that's provided through Jesus. And body, of course, we know this. We major in healing here for the physical body. We, we know that all of it is for all of us, uh, for any, any weak area in our life or any place that's lacking. He has that healing or in restoration for us. So... Um, the perfect well-being, I love that word, <clears throat> that it's, it's, that's what Jesus preached. He said, this is what I have for you. I have it for all of you. But it was not only for the children of Israel, it was proclaimed everywhere. And, and it's not just, like I said, it's not just harmony and calm, which is a part of that. It's a place of rest and security. But it's, it's for the wholeness of man, for the whole being. And um, that's peace is what he preached. And then he said he had power to heal, and he healed all. So the power is an amazing, amazing word. It means a transformation of life. It means the definition is might, great force, great ability to transform lives. Don't we want that? If we have a need in our life, don't we want that power manifested to us that brings a great force to clear out what's wrong? And, and to restore us and to transform our lives. Um, you know, we all need 
to have a place of that we can go to receive what we need, and that's in Jesus, that's in his word, and receiving that peace, receiving that uh, well-being for our lives, whatever that looks like. So he, Jesus did that for us. But the peace, and then Jesus always did the will of God, and he healed all. So today, even though Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, his will is still being accomplished on this earth to heal all. That's what his desire is, and that's what his will is, and that's why we preach this class, because God wants you healed. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what level of sickness you may have, you may have a very serious thing that you've dealt with maybe for years, but it's not too late. It's never too late with God because he wants you well. Jesus paid the price like we talked about last week. He went through a lot for us to have healing and wholeness in our bodies. There's some scriptures that uh, I wanted to just kind of highlight. We're not going to go there and read the full, <clears throat> full scripture, but uh, just accounts that talk about his willingness to heal all. In um, Matthew, uh, in verse, uh, hmm, I I didn't change that. There, I had the wrong scripture down here, and I forgot to change it. I found that when I was going over my notes, and I thought, ooh, that's not the right scripture. But anyway, it's in Matthew. But it, he talked about all sick were brought to him, and he healed them all. In Matthew 12, 15, great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Matthew 14, 14, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion and healed their sick. So that infers that all, all the sick were healed. He healed their sick, so there was a great multitude. All you, you always see the great multitude. So I studied that one time. I thought, I want to know what a multitude is, and it, it can't tell you. They don't know <laughs> a lot of people and a lot of needs. And we can see multitudes when we, and, uh, you know, when we read about the healing, I mean the, um, the feeding of the, of the loaves and the fish, the multiplying of the loaves and fish. It, it said that there were 5,000 men plus women and children, so there could have been at least 15,000 people. So a great multitude is a lot of people. So he healed them all. His will is for people to be well. And he's the same today. Um, Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, his desire and his will is the same as it was when he walked the earth. If you want to uh, just learn more and more about uh, the ministry of Jesus, of course you read the, the four Gospels, <clears throat> but his, his, uh, most of his ministry on the earth was towards healing. It was healing setting people free from not only physical sickness but demonic oppression. If there were demonic things involved, he would set them free from that. So uh, that's something that he just did all the time, and he is the same today. You know, I think some people want to relegate that to the time he walked the earth, but it's not. He is the same today. He's doing the same thing today that he did when he walked the earth through his, his children, his people who... Um, have the Holy Spirit born again. You have the Spirit, uh, been born of the Spirit. And so he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, this is the gospel. This is the good news. Jesus wants you well. He wants you healed. And he wants you to walk in perfect well-being and peace. And he still has that power to, to transform lives. I want to look at Jeremiah 32, 17. <clears throat> Jeremiah 
Jeremiah wrote, ah, Lord God, and it has an exclamation point behind it. That exclamation point means excitement. He got excited writing this. He said, wow, Lord God, and behold, behold is another wow expressive word. <laughs> Just think about it. Think what, what, uh, who God is. It says, you made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Nothing. Nothing. He can restore a limb. He can make crooked things straight. He can open blind eyes and open deaf ears. He's just that kind of God. He created the heavens and the earth. So healing and these things for our physical body, very easy for him to do. So if you see that in light, your problem, your difficulty in light of who he is, it makes our problems look really, really small, knowing that he is the great creator of the heavens and earth. Have you ever just looked up at the, the sky and, and looked at the beauty of the sky? Sometimes we have some of the most beautiful sunsets here in our area. I mean, they're breathtaking. Uh, <clears throat> Courtney Small lives just not too far from me. And when she sees a sunset, their, their patio is facing the, the west. And when she sees a sunset, she'll text me, sky. So I jump out and I run outside and, you know, I don't even tell my husband where I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm out there. But the, the oranges and the yellows and, the, and just the beauty just is, takes my breath away. And he said that creation declares the glory of God. But that's the handiwork of our God who made us. And when we need repair, he will repair us. Just a, it's a joy and a delight to him to get to do that because he loves us so much and we're his precious creation. He has great power and great ability, great force. So all of those things work in us when we take our healing, when we receive our healing from, uh, from him and received by faith. That power that created the universe begins to work in us right at that moment. Right at that moment when we believe, it'll start to work in us and it will begin to, to do what only he can do as we stand in faith. And uh, it's, it's just a miraculous thing. I love healing so much because I have seen it work in my life too. Some, one day something was there and the next day, you know, hey, it's not there anymore. Well, what did that? The power of God that works in us. It's his delight, the Bible says, to answer our prayers, to do these things for us. Well, he loves us so much. We're his kids. Oh, my goodness, he loves us. And he can even create new parts if you have something. I hear, when I listen to Keith Moore, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's an absolutely wonderful person to study after and to listen. But he, he, when he talks about the Lord giving new things, he always mentions kidneys. I don't know why. <laughs> but he say, God can even give you a new kidney. And I, I, I get tickled at that. I said, he's stuck on kidneys. There's something about kidneys that he wants people to have new kidneys. But I, I have a testimony of new lungs. And uh, that was our oldest grandson, <clears throat> Joshua. He was born he, with uh, weak lungs, apparently, because as a little baby he had uh, issues with bronchitis. He had to take breathing treatments, and you know he might get a little bit relief, but <clears throat> it, it never was uh, totally cleared out. And when he was about five years old, I noticed he just his eyes looked hollow, and he began to lose weight. And um, 
you know, I talked to his dad, my son, about that. I said, something's wrong with Joshua. But anyway, he had pneumonia. And after that, <clears throat> the Lord just spoke to me, you need to believe for new lungs for Joshua. And so, um, so I got on it and began to, and I shared that with his father. And uh, just believe God for new lungs. And so God gave him new lungs. When he was in middle school, he played tuba in the high school band. And tuba is a big instrument that requires a lot of air. So, and then he played football for since junior high all the way through high school. So he, he's got new lungs. And I know Tamara shared with me about their little <clears throat> boy they adopted, Jack, that he had bad lungs too and they believed God to give him new lungs. So he will give new parts if we need it. If, you're just, if you just talk to the Lord about it, he can heal it. But if he wants you to have a new one, just say, I just think I just need a new one here. I just ask for that. So he'll do that for you too. He's a creator. <clears throat> I want to look, us to look at uh, Luke 5. Verse um, 17. This is such an awesome story. It's actually an account. It's not really a story that somebody made up. This actually happened. But starting with verse 17 in Luke 5. It says, Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Them. There were sick people there. The, pres the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And they were, they were listening to him teach. And, but it, at any moment they could have, uh, they could have approached him and, and said, I need healing. Would you heal me? He, it was present. The power of the Lord was present to heal because he was anointed and the power was there. The Holy Spirit was, uh, was there for him and uh, to manifest the power of God to people. And, he, and uh, there was nobody that, that asked for healing. But then, behold, this word behold in the New Testament, I do know what that means. That means wow. Behold, Wow. Men brought, I, that's the truth, that word means wow. Uh, men brought uh, in on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on a housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. When he saw, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, man, your sins are forgiven you. How do you see faith? Faith is of the heart. How do you see faith? Think about it. How, how could Jesus see their faith? It was by their actions. It was by what they were doing. It was saying they believe. They trusted God. They were convinced that, some, that if they got their friend to Jesus, that he would be healed. And Jesus always answers faith. It doesn't have to be a mountain of faith. And this was, this was pretty big faith here for them to tear up the tiling on a roof. That was pretty big faith. They were very convinced because they could have really made the owner of that house angry. <laughs> they could have really, hmm, somebody's tearing up my roof. Uh, but you know what? They, they were willing to take the consequences, I guess, because they were so convinced when they got, got this man to Jesus that he would be healed. That's the kind of friends to have. Ah. 
Surround yourself with people who are, have a lot of faith. Like, we can do this. If the Bible says it, hey, I'll join my faith with you. We'll see this happen. God wants to see more of that in the, in the hour we're living in because we need each other more now, I think, than ever. We've always needed each other, but we need to stick together. God's people need to stick together. Be there for each other and be a help and a blessing and encouragement. You can do this because the Bible says you can do this. We always have to make sure we have scripture for what we're asking and believing for. But, hey, if you got it, nothing's impossible there. <clears throat> so, and that's, that's the scripture I had written down, Mark 9, 23. I didn't even tell you uh, that reference. is if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. But these men believed. This man who, who was put down in through the tiling before Jesus believed. It says, verse 21, And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk? but that you, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them and took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house glorifying God. Wow. What a story. Easy. Easy for, to have your, your sins forgiven. Easy. Just as easy. To have your sicknesses healed. Do you believe that? Yes. It is. It is. The one thing with having your sins forgiven, the, the challenge for people having their sicknesses healed is the, the patience you might have to have before you see the manifestation of that healing. But I assure you, once you believe God begins to work in your situation, your physical body. He begins to work right wherever you're believing him for. He begins to work right there because he's faithful and he answers faith. When there's faith, when he sees faith, wow, he just steps right in. Faith thrills him. He's a, he's a God of faith. And it, faith is required to receive anything from the Lord, anything whether healing or any other need met, you have to have faith. And when we make that step of faith and, and believe God and stand on the word and believe that we receive our need met, he's, he does his part always. But the patience is something that people have a little challenge with sometimes. Like, mm, I still hurt. I still feel this. I still look a certain way that is not right. Uh, so that's where we have to make sure that we are going to this, this book and the promises that we're standing on because this is truth. What you're dealing with, the Bible says, is temporary. So we need to get all of these scriptures real firm and encourage us when we're having to stand a while. Like this is temporary. This is temporary. Healing's working in me because I've received it. And once I received it, it's, it's at work in me. So this is so important to get this word so firm in your heart because when you, get, when you enter into these things, you're entering into a spiritual battle. 
The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, so you'll enter into a spiritual battle as you stand because the devil doesn't want you to get your healing. In the first place, he hates you because you love Jesus. But in the second place, he's just a thief. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he wants to take away anything that God loves, and God loves you. So uh, know that he will do that, but know, too, that he's defeated, he's a liar, and uh, he can't win if we won't let him because Jesus has already taken care of, the, of him for us. Oh, isn't that a good thought? <laughs> That's a good truth. He's, and, and, and I'll do that. <clears throat> I'll do that personally. The enemy tries to put something on me. I will remind him that Jesus defeated him. I'll quote the scripture to him and read it to him because I'm not sure he knows how to read. But if he does, <laughs> I'll read it to him because the word says that Jesus went into the very pits of hell and defeated him and rose victorious. So we need to remind the devil of those things to let him know that we know what we're talking about. We know what's been done to you. Jesus whipped you. He took away your authority, and, and um, I win. Hey, <laughs> That's just the bottom line, you know. The Bible says he has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have been given the victory. Don't you want to make sure that you walk it out to the, to the end and see that victory? I love winning. I just do. I just love winning. I was a cheerleader when I was in high school, and, ooh, I like to cheer. <laughs> go, team, go. And that's what we, 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 are, we are to cheer, uh, you know, the victory that we have. We are to cheer our Lord and our Savior. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. We thank you that you have defeated the enemy, that you seated us together with you. And the enemy's actually under our feet. I heard years ago a minister say, if you have anything to say to the devil, write it on the bottom of your shoes because that's, he's under our feet. And we need to actually, my conversation with the devil is no in the name of Jesus. That's it. No, you may not in Jesus' name. I mean, what else is there to say? We just enforce what Jesus did for us, and uh, the Lord takes over from there. Okay, let me see where I am with my notes. Going back to the story of the man, uh, the paralyzed man, when he said, which is easier? Your sins forgiven or healing healing or healing given so you can have your your sins forgiven and healing given uh, because your sins are forgiven because a lot of times not say a lot of times but many times uh, sin will open the door and the devil will come in to put something on a person so they need to make sure that that sins are forgiven that you and, and it's like you think okay sins that's really some horrible word but you know what <laughs> disobedience is sin pride is sin uh, unforgiveness is sin not walking in love is sin uh, so if we just need to get before the Lord and say show me any sin in my life so that I can repent and, and receive my forgiveness and then receive healing if I have an issue that I'm dealing with there. So, because sin can do that. It can um, open up a door to the enemy. So keep that door closed. 
The Bible says give no place to the devil. So we don't want to give him any place. And we can do that through our um, disobedience to the word of God. There are more faith actions because they had a huge faith faith action there where they tore up a tile, they let him down, they pressed through a crowd. All of those actions of faith. They knew that if they could get to Jesus, he would be healed. And it pleased the Lord so much for him to them to go to that extreme. Like I said, they may have had to pay for a new roof, but they took that they took that consequence and dealt with that later. I'm sure. Uh, Matthew nine eighteen. There's two stories here that um, are kind of clumped together, and we usually teach them separately. But for time's sake, I wanted to go here and and uh, cover both of them because it, it has the faith actions all in it to show you what faith actions are because we have to have faith actions. The Bible says in James, um, where is it? Say? James two twenty six that faith without works or corresponding actions is dead. That means it will produce nothing in your life. If you don't have corresponding actions, then you're not going to have you're not going to have any fruit from your prayers. Matthew 9:18 says, while he spoke these things to them, behold a ruler, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, Mark's account said, a ruler came and worshiped him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hands on her and she will live. That was his first action. He spoke, come and lay your hands on her, and she will live. His faith was speaking there, and Jesus recognized that. I know, I know he recognized that because I recognize it. But Jesus arose immediately and followed him. He wouldn't have followed him if there hadn't been faith. It would have been a waste of time. So he followed him. There was faith there. But as he was following uh, is really his name is Jairus. As he, as he was following him, uh, there a woman appeared and kind of interrupted what was going on. Um, <clears throat> she had had a flow of blood, verse 20, for 12 years, and she came behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, okay, so here's another saying. That's, those are faith words. She's saying something. Those are action words. She's saying... If only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from, from that very hour. So we see the, the action there. She, not only she spoke, but she pressed in. She touched his garment. Those were, those were actions of faith. Uh, she, was, she could have been in a lot of trouble, too, because she was not supposed to be out in public with a, with a flow of blood. She was not supposed to be you know, around a crowd. They were not supposed to be touching. She was not supposed to be touching anyone, and she was just plowing through <laughs> and touching his garment. She had that, con that t determination and conviction. You can see as you study these further, if you go to the book of Mark sometime and read about these two, that it gives more details. And it's a very, they're very, very good to study for healing. But the actions are so necessary <clears throat> in order for your faith to work. So know that. You start, the, the faith, I mean, the words are uh, the first one, always. And they, they're always an act of faith. If you see something in the word that you, you know, the scriptures on healing, and you be, can begin to speak that. Bible says we believe, therefore we speak. So we begin to speak what the word says about our healing. And at first it might seem a little odd or it might seem like, well, I'm not really, don't think I'm really 
firm in my belief here. Keep at it because it will drop into your heart and you will recognize faith. And that's when it will work for you. And we want it to work for you. And you want it to work for you. So just stay consistent with what you're doing. Stay in this word. Get the scriptures that talk about healing. They're all through the Gospels, especially Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And, and find them and write them down and meditate on them and talk about them to yourself. That's, that's, uh, that's how it really gets in you, and, you be, and it brings faith. Uh, another one. Let me see where... Let's go to Romans 10:17. This is how so I've been talking about getting that word in you, in your spirit, in the inner man, in your heart, the center of your being. This is how it happens. Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you have to hear the word of God. Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, and the woman with the issue of blood had to have heard. They have faith. They had faith. So they had to have heard. They either heard Jesus speaking himself in a group, which he did. He taught and preached. Or they heard reports about what he was doing for others. And faith came. That's why they had faith. They heard somehow. They didn't have a written book like we have it today, so no excuse for us. <laughs> we can hear it all the time. We can hear it, you know, in a class like this, or we can hear it, hear ourselves speaking it as we go to the different scriptures on healing and speak them out. It, it's, it's, uh, it's not hard to do, but it's, it will take time. It will take some, some prioritizing, like this is what's most important, you know, doing this other thing that, just as taking up my time or doing something very valuable, you know, just really separating out to a, a profitable thing with your time. And it's worth it. Oh, my goodness, it's so worth it. Healing is free. Uh, my husband had to have a little procedure um, a few months ago on his elbow. He had a, something happen with his bursa. You know what a bursa is, doctor. <laughs> it's a little padded thing right here, but it got kind of, enlarged and uh, and he had to have that removed <clears throat> and neither one of us had been through the surgical thing oh my goodness the expense of that surgery the bills just keep coming because this specialist took this this little this you know the anesthesiologist and the guy that did the lab work and the, actually the doctor did something too so he you know the surgeon and then the hospital and then uh, on and on and on I, I told my husband I said how do people do I mean what do they do they spend all their money on on this stuff that thank the Lord they had it I mean he was able to get that done. The doctor said, you can keep that. It's not hurting anything, and, and yet it was unsightly, and it bothered him, so he had that done, and we are glad he did, but the expense of it, and thank the Lord, we have good insurance, but um, I feel for people who don't, <laughs> and that it's just, it drains you, and that's a part of what sickness does and problems, difficulties with your body. They do. They, I mean... Is the thing the enemy steals, and he will steal your finances too. So, um, so this is good all the way around, you know, all the way around. Healing is wonderful. All right, meditating on the scripture is a part of getting it really in you. Um, let's see. Let's go to. Uh, 
Psalms. Let's go to Psalm 1. Let's look at verse 2. It says, His delight, the man that his, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, or we could say into, in the word of God, in his law or in the word, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. That word prosper is a word for succeed. You'll succeed. As you get this word in you, you meditate in, on it, in it day and night. I mean, you, when you get up in the morning, have some scripture that you're thinking about and, and kind of speaking, thanking the Lord. That's what I do. I would just thank the Lord, you know, and I'm thinking about that scripture. And, and, uh, and it, gets, it gets more and more in you as you do that. So do that. Meditate. Meditate really a simple a simple. Um, a way to describe that is to ponder and to think about, to ponder it, not just speed read or, oh, well, I read my chapter for the day, but stop and think. Right now, as you are needing healing, you know, the, the, the scriptures that talk about healing, spend more time there. So that just really, really resonates in your spirit, and it drops in there. And when it does, there will be faith. Faith will, will be a, a, the result of that, and you will be able to use that faith, not only for, you know, healing, but you, you'll grow spiritually. The more of the, this word you get in you, uh, it's more like Jesus because he is the word. So that's what we want to do, too. Think about growth, our spiritual growth, growing up in Christ. Let's turn to Proverbs 4. If you ever attended healing class, we've gone over this one many, 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 many times. Proverbs 4, verse 10. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So you give attention. I, I can see that as giving attention to what you're reading in the scripture. Study it. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. We need to study this word. We need to dig into this word. Run references, cross-references. I'm sure your Bible will have a little letter beside a certain scripture. See where that leads you. And it'll just build and build. But that's part of giving attention to the word of God. And then inclining your ear, of course, we know what that means. You're going to listen to it, not only in a class like this, but listening to good teachings. Uh, like I said, Keith Moore is an outstanding Bible teacher, and he has a lot of teachings on healing. And, and he even has a, um, a, a, a class that goes on all the time called he, a Healing School. I mean, uh, Healing School? Faith School. Faith School. Got healing school, all my thoughts, healing. But faith school. But he, right now he's teaching on healing specifically. So, But even if he's not teaching on healing, faith is what we're needing just to build up in us and become strong in faith. And then you keep at it. He says, keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep at it. Find them. Find them. I like that. It's a treasure hunt. 
This is a treasure chest. It's so much fun to study the Word of God, and you get so lost in it almost. And I have a big concordance where I have uh, the Greek and Hebrew definitions because I love to study the, uh, the original text to where it gives me a, a fuller uh, understanding of a particular word, and it's uh, it's so much fun. And if you just start it, start uh, functioning that way, you'll just be drawn to it. You'll be drawn to it. It'll be such a delight. I've got to go study. I've got to go dig. It, it really, I mean, it just makes your life so rich. But the results in verse 22 says, they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. This word is actually medicinal. As we take it in and take it in, it will, it will affect the cells in your body <laughs> because it's spirit that, that goes into, affects other parts of our being. And, and that's where healing starts. It starts on the inside. It starts on the inside, and it will, it will affect the outer parts that, that need changing. Eventually, sometimes might take a little bit, but it won't be forever. If you're believing, it will come. It will come about at some point. The faith, your faith will grow, and you'll grow stronger in your relationship with the Lord. You'll know Him better. Don't you want to know Him better? Don't you want to get close to the Lord? Mm. Yes. We read in Matthew that Jesus was moved with compassion and healed. That word compassion, this is what Jesus feels for us, for our healing. It means a deep yearning, a desire to help and change the situation. That's what he does when he thinks of healing us. He wants so desire. He has such a yearning to do it for us. And um, to me, that alone, knowing the, the, the definition of that, will we'll encourage your faith. Then Ecclesiastes 3. I don't teach out of Ecclesiastes very often. <laughs> but this is a really, really good scripture. <clears throat> All of it's good. All of it has wisdom for us. All of it helps us tremendously. Verse 1 of Ecclesiastes 3, it says, To everything there is a season. A time for every pers- purpose under heaven. And then verse 3, is, it says, among other things, a time to heal. But there's a season for everything. We are in a season of healing. It started when Jesus went to the cross and had those wounds placed upon him. Our season of healing began right there. It will not end until we leave this planet. Hopefully it's in the catching away. I would like to be a part of that. (laughs) But if not, we'll go by way of the grave. But until that day, we are in a season of healing where healing is abundantly provided. It's just the power of God is present to heal every day, wherever you are, in your home, in your car, wherever you are, the power of God is present to heal because he's with you. And he is the power of God, the Holy Spirit is the power of God that manifests his will on this earth. But we're in that season. And that word, this is one of the reasons I like to study the original text, because that word time, a time to heal, actually means now. Now. He wants to heal you now. And you can be healed now. Thank you, Father, for this rich word. We just so 
so thankful for, for what you've done, for giving us this word to lead us and guide us and encourage us and help us and show us your will in all things. Thank you, Father, as we study these scriptures that faith will grow and we can receive. And we know, Father, that you have healing waiting for each and every one. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.